You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Creator, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, and of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest Talk Show. I am so excited and grateful uh, that you're joining me today from all over the world, and I can truly say, with all of the faith that's on the inside of me, guess what? Your life will never be the same again. As a matter of fact. I believe that it's a setup. I believe that there is something in you that has been searching, vibrating, looking for exactly what you're going to hear today. Well, I pray that you are having or making a decision because it is a decision to have an awesome day. For my uh, U.S. listeners, this is Thanksgiving week where we are grateful for our lives, for our freedom, and for our well-being. And uh, I am so grateful. I'm looking out of my window right now. And somebody asked me, well, Constance, this is your first um, Thanksgiving holidays without your brother. How are you dealing with that? And what I said was, I am well. It doesn't mean that I have a don't have thoughts about him. And uh, let me share a principle with anybody who may be feeling alone, who may be feeling like, oh, I'm by myself. It's the holidays. Everybody is happy. This is what I know. And this is what I'm practicing. It doesn't mean that I don't have feelings. Uh, You know, I'm used to my brother always being at my house, excuse me, on during the holidays. And even my oldest brother decided that he was going to stay in Tennessee. So it's a new holiday for me. But I made a decision that I was going to see it as, okay, I'm creating different memories. It's not the same. It's going to be something unique, something different for me to um, experience. And I'm creating new memories. Because I know that it is a decision and I'm choosing to focus in on all of the good that I do have. So that's how I'm dealing with that. I just wanted to be honest and upfront with you guys. Well, I have a great show for you today. My very special guest is neuroscientist uh, Shante Javon Taylor. And she's going to be talking about the science of gratitude and the power of your brain. How does gratitude impact your brain? I can't wait to hear what she has to say. But I do have a couple of things I want to share with you. I want to really make sure that I invite all of you uh, of the Think, Believe, and Manifest show to really uh, join my Facebook Think, Believe, and Manifest Law of Attraction group. And of course, you just need to go to facebook.com and then put in coach with Constance. And it's it's a private group. It's a chance for me to really uh, interact with you 
on a more intimate basis. It's going to be exclusive contact. I'm going to give away some freebies. Uh, it's a chance for you to connect with other like-minded, like I got that out, manifestors. And uh, we're going to be focusing in on one aspect of what you're trying to manifest. So I think December the 1st, I'm going to start a Manifest in 30 Days challenge, and I'm going to be giving away some freebies, as I said, and that will give you the opportunity to identify that one big thing uh, that you really want to manifest at uh, the beginning of 2020. So make sure you join my Facebook group. What else? I still have two spaces left as of the airing of this show for my Designing Your Dream Life in 2020. I am so excited about it. As you guys know, it's going to be on December the 7th. Only 10 people at a luxury country club. It's going to be me and you, baby. And we're going to be really getting down to the nitty gritty of why things have not manifested for you. I'm going to be sitting right next to you, really sharing my signature coaching. You guys have heard the testimonies. It's something else. You're worth the investment. So go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And then lastly, Somebody asked me about my um, VIP coaching intensive. It's where you spend the entire day with me. Can you imagine that? <laughs> We're going to have lots of fun. You know, you can either fly here to Atlanta, spend the day with me. It's very focused or we could do Zoom or our Skype. And uh, we're going to be really getting clear about what you want for 2020. I mean, like that's the number one thing I'm going to be teaching you how to live in your possibility, how to live from it, not wishing for it, uh, identifying any limiting belief, teaching you to write a different story, helping you to sh uh, understand what, what paradigms have been holding you back and how to switch and change those paradigms that have been keeping a ceiling on your manifestation. Um, just getting laser focus on what you want and then developing a baby step plan of action that aligns with your lifestyle. You know, so many times people, uh, they develop these big, massive plans but if it doesn't align with your lifestyle, you won't be consistent. I mean, if you are a mom and you have five children under 12, you may not be able to do the same thing that a single person who doesn't have any children. And so, you know, it's just a matter of you understanding that you are worth the investment. You know, it was only when I spent one-on-one -on -one time with my mentor, Marsha Weeder, who's been on Oprah three times, that I really, she helped me to, to gain clarity about who I was and how I needed to move forward. So really, I'm just awakening you and reminding you of what you already know and then helping you to develop those baby, baby steps, right, to move you forward. Would love to connect with you. We'll have a great time if you come in person. We'll be eating at the country club, um, working really intensely. But when you get back home on that plane, you will have a clear vision of what you want. When I left Marsha Weeder, uh, she was in San Francisco, California. When I left there, I knew 
where I was going. So check it out, everybody, on fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I think that is it. I am so excited. Oh, visit my website. And if this show is a blessing to you, and I know it is, just hit the donate button. Or you can cash at me at uh, dollar sign Constance Arnold. No space. That's it, folks. So we're going to go to these quick commercials and then I'm going to be right back with Shantae. So stay tuned, everybody. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Everybody, I'm back and... Just extremely excited and grateful. My very special guest today is uh, Shante Javon Taylor. Shante is a neuroscientist. She is the founder of the Optimine Institute. She's a thought leader, success trainer. Uh, she is a corporate trainer. And she has been seen in Forbes magazine. She was a speaker at TEDx. And her mission is to empower 100 million people to use their minds and brains better, to operate at the highest levels of themselves in their personal, professional, and business lives. I know her. She knows everything about the brain. And today she's going to be teaching us about um, the power of the brain and gratitude. So the one and only Miss Shante Javon Taylor, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you so much, Constance. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be on your show, to be asked to be on your show. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. It ain't nothing but the truth. So before <laughs> we get started, I want to know, how did you uh, become a speaker for TEDx? Did you visualize it? Did you use your brain? I want to hear that story before we get into the brain and gratitude. Oh, absolutely. I believe it was a moment. It was a fleeting moment of a vision. I was in, um, I was teaching biology in LA uh, to some high schoolers. And there was just, it was like I was suspended in time for a moment and thought as I was, my students were in front of me and I was presenting whatever topic we were learning. And a voice kind of came down in my head and said, you're going to do this on a bigger stage. And it was just a moment, but you know, I kind of went about my life after that, <laughs> um, you know, and became a neuroscientist and 
I did, you know, 15 years of research and went to grad schools and kind of, you know, got into the swing of professional life and um, motherhood and being a wife and all of that. And I worked in various um, uh, realms of, of organizations, uh, obviously education, um, the health, uh, big pharma, and eventually um, uh, the government, where I worked on uh, a study called the MIND study, where we were assessing PTSD and traumatic brain injuries um, in Afghanistan and um, Iraqi veterans. Um, it was at that juncture, though, I realized that my calling wasn't to tell people what was wrong with their brains, but to mm -hmm. tell people what was right with their brains. And so I had to make a decision on how I wanted to use this powerful knowledge of neuroscience. And um, in my search and self-awareness and listening, um, I figured I wanted to go ahead and go a different route in the professional development and personal development world and teach people what was right with their brains and how to use it more powerfully and how to access its potential more powerfully since we had so much neuroscience on that side of the, the spectrum now versus just on the pathology spectrum. So, um, you know, founding the Optimine Institute then led me to opportunities uh, to be able to speak and train. And TEDx ended up being one of those opportunities. So um, the first time I was actually on the stage, not necessarily um, TEDx, but I felt at home. I knew the stage was my place to be to train and shape minds. It wasn't about, um, you know, being a star or anything like that. It was, this is how I want to, to show up, to change the world, um, you know, at a, at a more massive level um, versus, you know, my, my clinical days when I had one patient at a time. Uh, being on stage, stages allows you to, you know, kind of send out that message in the universe and reach multiple minds and actually see the engagement in their eyes and their faces and their energy, you know, hanging on to every word, having insights, those moments of insights. And that's how you know you're changing the world when people in the moment, in that present moment, are changing because of the words you're giving them to help shape their thinking and being in that moment. You know, the first time I saw you on on uh, on stage or on the platform, I said to myself and to you something like, "This is where you belong," mm -hmm. or in my southern accent, "You ain't seen nothing yet. This is just the beginning." <laughs> and and so I am so happy for you, uh, and so proud of you. You're so brilliant, and what you bring to the table is what people need to hear. And, and like you said, you really want to help people operate, you know, at the highest level of who they are, you know, by uh, using their brain. So uh, thank you again for all of your study. I know you do, you have to be along with your thinking and all of that. <laughs> and I have to get a once a year audience. And so here we go. So so we're getting close in the U.S. to Thanksgiving. So I want you to talk about the brain and gratitude and what that looks like. Oh, absolutely. Gratitude, I, I, I believe that term is kind of getting lost on people and people sometimes don't know what to do with that word. 
Um, they don't understand that gratitude is a it's a verb, right? Um, so it takes action, it takes intention. And it's not one moment. It's not one act. It's not one thank you. It's a constant state of mental appreciation. Gratitude is a constant, constant state of um, mental appreciation. And the reason I put it like that is because with like everything in the brain, like every act, um, behavior, and thought process, we have to have neural pathways for that behavior, for that thinking pattern, for those memories. And gratitude is just the same. So we have to have neural pathways of gratitude. So it can't be just one time or one thank you or one experience. It has to be a cumulative, um, a cumulative, uh, you know, sh shaping of the mind for continuous uh, gratitude. Because every moment is not going to be filled with, with gratitude. You're not going to be consciously going around saying, "Thank you, thank you for life, thank you for breath." You know, that's you sound like a maniac, right? right. <laughs> so, but if you have a state of mind. Right. If you have it's like having peace of mind. So no matter what comes at you in life, you're going to operate from that state of mind. So when you have gratitude, you're operating from a space of appreciation. Of gratitude. So if you're not able to get something or somebody didn't give something to you or you're lacking for that moment, you know, you can put it in perspective and reroute your thinking because you already have the neural pathways of feeling gratitude overall. So it's not going to devastate you. It's not gonna bring you down um, that one thing um, that may you know, try to send you off into you know, some kind of um, you know, state of confusion or um, anger or stress. You can always go back to those neural pathways of, of, of constant um, appreciation that's going to dominate your nature, dominate your state of mind. OK, it'll be easier to get back to that place. And so, Shante, are you saying that because uh, listeners have just uh, been grateful for this and thankful for this and it is cumulative when they come up against stuff that happens in their life? Because it is cumulative, they can they've created a state so they can kind of go back to that. Absolutely. It's essentially another way of creating a resilient brain, a resilient mind. Gratitude is one of those layers, one of those levels that helps to build a resilient mind overall. Um, so, but it has to be intentional. Right. It, like I said, it can be a one off. It can be only on Thanksgiving or during that time. You know, it's something that we have to do um, daily throughout the, the year, you know, with different people, uh, with ourselves. Uh, we have to not only say it, we have to feel it. We have to write it. We have to read it. Right. So we have to activate as many brain regions as possible, stimulate as many of our human senses as possible to strengthen those neural pathways of appreciation. And every time we do that, 
we're able to coronate a part of our brain called the cerebellum. Now, we originally thought the cerebellum was just to help to coordinate our movement. You know, when you you move your um, when you're walking, your arms and legs are coordinated, right? Or um, you know, if you drink too much, it's your cerebellum that gets um, decreases in activation. You start walking all wobbly and everything off balance. Uh, we now know that um, the, uh, the cerebellum helps to coordinate our thinking, our thoughts, and our emotional brain, the limbic brain. Uh, which which is responsible for our emotions. Uh, it also helps us to coordinate um, a part of our temporal lobe that's um, important for our temper and parts of our memory. Uh, so when we are physically writing down, for example, what we're grateful for, we're activating our nervous system that's connecting to our cerebellum, that's helping us to forge those neural pathways that will not only formulate uh, those neural pathways of gratitude, it is helping us to build stronger stronger connections to our limbic brain, our emotional brain, that will eventually help us to manage our moods, our emotions. It will eventually coordinate with the, uh, build a stronger coordination with the temporal lobe that will allow us to manage our tempers, that will allow us to strengthen our memories for what we are grateful for or the reasoning on why we should be grateful in the moment, even if we're in a particular situation or in a state of lack. Because if we're, if we're not able to manage our emotions, if we are devastated, if we're stressed, if we're angry, that seizes blood flow from the other parts of our brain to think reasonably and logically or access, um, access the memories of the tools and strategies uh, or reasoning of why we should be grateful in the moment. And so Shantae, you, you had mentioned feelings. So when we are like, I'm so grateful that, that I have water or food or strength, does the brain feel our emotion? I don't know if feel is the right word, but do you, does it really respond to the emotion that we have when we're in a state of gratitude and thanksgiving? I'm glad you asked that question. We have a whole brain part that's responsible for emotions. So for us to disregard our emotions and our feelings is essentially disregarding a huge part of our brain. Um, and that's not accessing our full potential. So our, our emotions are, can be <laughs> our superpower if we know how mm -hmm. to use them intentionally. The, uh, the emotional brain is the conduit between our instinctive selves, our primitive selves, and our most highest selves. So if we learn how to use it more powerfully, we can therefore access the best of us. Um, so because the emotional brain is centered in the middle of our brains, um, it has access to all parts of our brains, connections to all parts of our brains. So if we are living in a, living on, let's say, automatic mode, auto mode, where we're not really thinking about our blessings, right, or um, the fact that we have hot water, um, then we're not going to pause in the moment and, you know, give that, um, that thought or that verbiage of gratitude in the moment. But when you are intentional about building those neural pathways of gratitude, 
you'll be more aware of stopping for moments instead of being on that automatic mode. Like the easiest times is like when you're in the shower, right? Just think if you only had access to cold showers, <laughs> you know, when your water is warming up, um, you know, and it eventually turns, you know, the temperature that you want, that's a moment to say, you know, I'm so grateful to have hot water. And you, your mind will start going to what would it be like? And this is this will shape your, your neural pathways for gratitude even more. When you start going down a rabbit hole of what would it be like if I didn't have? Or can I empathize with people in the world that may not have? Um, you know, even when you're throwing away food, you know, pause for a minute. You know, but also give yourself some leverage too. I mean, I don't want people to go around feeling guilty, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you when you throw away food, um, you can you can recognize that you know there are people in the world that don't have this, don't who don't have the luxury of throwing away food, or they didn't eat tonight. And I'm just gonna send some you know gratitude in in the universe some compassion in the universe, some compassion to myself that I know that I'm only one person and I'm going to do whatever I can every day, you know, in my niche, in my field to try to make the world a better place. Because remember, we don't have to do everything. There's too many issues on the planet to try to solve everything. So we have to extend compassion to ourselves um, as we're on the journey of gratitude, because sometimes it can be hard and people don't talk about you know, the guilt that can come with saying you're thankful for all these material items or, you know, first first world uh, types of, um, you know, things that we have. Um, so that there are, you know, there's some sides to gratitude, but I'm bringing it up so that people can, as they are intentionally building up their gratitude pathways in their minds, to also extend some compassion to themselves as, as they are in their own ways trying to um, uh, change the world. But um, because we have strong emotions um, and it's, it's intricately uh, attached to our higher brain, the stronger emotions we have, the more it gets sealed into our memories. And so, and it also gets uh, fed into what's called the basal ganglia, the the, the habit circuitry of the brain. So we do want to, that's where that constant state of um, appreciation comes from. Uh, when, it, when it does enter into our habitual cycles and circuitries in our, in our brain. You know, uh, Shante, I had an experience uh, just this week where I was driving and in Atlanta traffic and it was so heavy. And I started to complain. And then I saw a lady standing on the side of the road with grocery bags because mm -hmm. her car had broken down. And, and the spirit just said to me, oh, no, no, girlfriend, you're in a car. You got air conditioned. You know, you listening to music. You got a CD player. You got Sirius XM. And it just took me back because three decades ago, that was me on the bus. You see what I'm saying? With mm -hmm. my groceries trying to make it. And so I, I, I just have daily moments like that where, like Shante said, I intentionally say 
thank you, God. I'm so grateful. And it it just automatically puts me back in that state of gratitude and thanksgiving. I just want to share that just happened to me this week. And that, that is so powerful because what that did was it, it, it did evoke your empathetic neurons. You know, it did invoke, it triggered some, some memories for, for you and they didn't feel good when they probably surfaced a little bit, right? right? So it's not that you went down, you know, that rabbit hole of memories and feelings, but evoking those emotions and those memories helped to get you back to that state of gratitude. Those, emo- those emotions are powerful, right? So it helps you to get back to that center. Um, and the more we're able to strengthen our neural pathways of gratitude, the faster we can get back um, to that, that center as well. If we don't have those mental pathways of, of gratitude, it, it's easier to go to the other way, the negative way, you know, um, the guilty all those, you know, lower energy vibration um, uh, emotions. And so you mentioned that people, listeners should intentionally uh, practice gratitude. How else can they do that? I know a lot of people write down five things that they are grateful for every day, and then they go on with their day and maybe in a state of complaining or, you know, just dread or whatever. So how can we kind of keep ourselves in that flow of gratitude? Well, there's always, you know, strategies. I like to enhance strategies people already have. Okay. Um, okay. And I will also give a couple more strategies. So with writing down, the best time is to be in your, your optimal state. I mean, I know that's not always possible. Um, but when you're in an optimal state, let's say, you know, we have our highest level of endorphins in the morning, right? Um, we have a little bit, bit of cortisol, stress hormone going in the morning, which is a, actually a good thing. We have a little bit of adrenaline that just prepares us to get ready for the day. So everybody wakes up with a certain level of those things that puts us in the optimal state of taking on the day. That's just actually a great time <laughs> to write what you're grateful for instead of waiting till you're down in the dumps, okay, <laughs> to start writing uh, what you're grateful for. Uh, because when you're writing, when you're in the optimal state, you're building on that momentum. You're strengthening those neural pathways. Uh, so that's one thing, one way you can enhance um, just writing down your your gratitude uh, statements. And not just writing a word or a sentence, really tap into that statement. What's the story behind it? What's the meaning behind it? Why are you grateful for shelter this morning? Why are you grateful that you were able to get out of bed in a healthy state? You know, write a pair, maybe maybe don't even write five things you're grateful for. Maybe expand on that one thing because the deeper you go into it, the deep, the, the more your brain will be forced to make different connections, you know, connections from your memory, connections from your emotions, um, insightful uh, connections that comes in the spur of the moment. And we want to invite our brains to be able to do that. 
because that also will create uh, those neural pathways, those deeper grooves of neural pathways of gratitude when you go deeper. Because if you're only writing the same thing or you're writing um, at a shallow level, your brain is going to stay at that basic, shallow, surface level. But the more you challenge the brain to think through and go deeper and invoke those emotions and triggers, the more you will forge more powerful, stronger neural pathways for gratitude. You know, Shante, I can really see that, you know, just hypothetically, if somebody is really grateful for their health, you know, and just wow, I'm so grateful that I can ride my bicycle, that I have, I'm energetic, that I feel young and vibrant again, uh, you know, that I can play with my grandchildren. I can see how writing that paragraph with emotion and going deeper for listeners would really create some powerful pathways in their brain. Yes, because think about when you walk into a room and there's a certain fragrance in the room, eventually you stop smelling that fragrance, right? And you become habituated to it. You don't smell it anymore. Your brain gets used to it. So it's not novel. It's not new. The brain stops being challenged and trying to decipher the smell or, you know, whatever it is um, doing to pay attention to that smell. Same thing with um, writing uh, words and sentences of uh, gratitude. We have to go deeper. You know, we have to shake up the system <laughs> and uh, challenge our brains or we'll start ignoring what we're grateful for because it be, we become immune to them. So, you know, it won't affect us the same. We'll start taking it for granted again. Wow. What's another strategy you have for us, Shantae? One of the most powerful strategies that people can do is to help others, is to volunteer, is to give back. Because what that is doing is stimulating your empathy neurons. And when you stimulate your empathy neurons, you become more compassionate. You be, you begin to feel others, and you're you're able to broaden your perspective about other people. And when you're able to broaden your um, perspective of other people, that means you have to grapple with what other people are dealing with. Because if you're never exposed to homelessness, if you're never exposed to kids who are going through cancer treatments, then how do you know to be grateful for health? How do you know to really be grateful for having food, you know, at your disposal? How do you know what it's like to be, you know, sleep out in the cold and really be grateful for your home? You know, when we get down to those levels of helping people and really being exposed to what they have gone through, then we, that triggers us to start to think about what if, now I can understand, now I'm grateful. 
you know, that's profound. And so uh, is that why you think that, you know, millionaires and people who are extremely wealthy, their whole vibration is giving back, serving, helping, because they get it that, you know, that they were once possibly in that state and look where God has brought them now. Because everyone who I interview who is extremely successful, multimillionaire, their whole thing is giving back, giving back, giving back. That's definitely uh, some people's story. Um, and giving back feels good. And we know from neuroscience studies that when we uh, have acts of kindness, when we volunteer, we actually stimulate a part of our brains that's um, associated with satisfaction and fulfillment of life. So, you know, a part of it is probably our our own uh, primitive nature for self-fulfillment as well. Um, but when we when we think about it on a more powerful level when it comes to gratitude um, and building those neural pathways of gratitude, helping others stimulates those empathetic neurons, allowing us to, uh, you know, share that perspective of others and truly um, have appreciation for, for what we have. And, you know, people who have, you know, essentially built themselves up um, from, from nothing or for, from humble beginnings, when they see other people um, that have gone through or are going through what they have gone through, Remember, that still triggers a part of them, right? That's still stimulating their empathetic neurons uh, because they they get it. They've been there. They still have those memories, and those memories are associated with emotions. So all that is coming up for them, which guides their decision to contribute so that others don't have to suffer like that. So, you know, it's it's a lot of different uh, ways, pathways, people um, can, uh, that will lead them to making uh, those type of uh, decisions to, to help others. Because you have some, of course, millionaires who don't really care about anybody <laughs> except themselves. You know, they were born with money and, you know, generational wealth and, um, you know, maybe they didn't develop, even if they did come from humble beginnings, maybe they still have room to heal their own hearts and mind <laughs> and, um, you know, really didn't develop or uh, uh, stimulate those empathetic neurons and don't give back. So, you know, I hear you. <laughs> And, and, and so, you know, I heard somebody say, when you complain, you remain. And, you know, we have a lot of people who might right now be focusing in on what they don't have. Well, it's close to Thanksgiving and I don't have a family and I don't have this. And I thought by now, uh, at the end of 2019, I would have. Uh, and so the opposite of being grateful is complaining. You remain. So when people are complaining and not able to tap into that vibration of gratitude, what does the brain do? Does it like say shut down or well, how does that impact our brain? Well, it depends. <laughs> I mean, if it's a constant complainer who hasn't uh, shaped their brains for, for gratitude or constant appreciation, um, 
you know, they're going to trigger, they're going to go down the rabbit hole of triggering additional memories to, as evidence to validate all their complaints. And, you know, it's going to keep building and building and strengthening those negative pathways, those strong emotions, and they'll just be digging, digging their, their hearts and their emotions and their uh, negative pathways of thinking into a deeper hole. Okay, um, but we also know in neuroscience that it is beneficial to release something that could be bothering you or ailing, you know, ailing you. If you hold it in and you don't get to express yourself, that also affects the brain. That increases cortisol and chronic stress in the brain because we're holding ourselves back. Um, because we're exhausting our, our, the part of the brain that's um, holding back what we really want to say, that takes mental energy. So you got your stress cortisol going, you have, you're using up mental energy <clears throat> to hold your back, <laughs> to help, excuse me, to hold yourself back, um, inhibiting you from saying what you really want to say. Your blood pressure is going up and you're giving off a different kind of uneasy energy uh, that people will be able to feel and read, okay? And so uh, it is important to express ourselves to some degree. So the art of complaining <laughs> would be to express yourself, but then say, you know, what am I going to do next? Or what is a solution? Or who do I need to reach out to to change this situation? Or what can I do to change my state of mind? What can I what can I do? Start focusing on what can I do? And if I don't know how to do it, who knows how to do it? What do I need to do to invest in someone to do it? Who's my mentor? Who do I trust with this knowledge, with this information? Who won't judge me because I do have this complaint, but I'm, I wanna resolve it. You know, and the person has to really want to move to another state too, another state of being, another state of mind. Um, so there are some benefits to uh, complaining, <laughs> um, you know, voicing your your thoughts, your opinions, uh, acknowledging where you are and where you have been. But the power comes in, what can I do next to get myself out of this situation? I got it. So what other exercise or examples could you share with listeners about uh, gratitude? Gratitude. So we have to practice being in the present moment more times than less. It's so easy to be on automatic mode. It's so easy for um, television or social media to dominate our present moments. We think we're in the present moment, but if you're reading through, you know, your social media feeds, you're not in the moment. You're you're reading other people's moments. You're reading what's going on in the world, and your brain is trying to process all this information. Being in the present moment is, where am I right now in time and space? What do I feel? What am I thinking? What is my body telling me? 
who am I speaking to right now? Am I really paying attention to their words? Am I looking into their eyes? Because once you start, for example, listen, really listening to somebody and you're looking into their eyes, you're noticing their color. It's a whole different uh, color of eyes, excuse me. <laughs> it's a whole different level of engagement when you're present. And when you're present, it's easier to get to that place of appreciation and gratitude. Like if you're, you know, talking to your, your sister or your, your best friend or your, you know, your spouse, something comes over you in that moment or moments. You're intensely listening to that person. It's a feeling of appreciation. You may not recognize it at, at, at the time, but Gratitude and appreciation are also feelings, like overwhelming feelings in the moment, almost like euphoric. But we're we're trained to believe that gratitude is just, you know, words, saying thank you or writing down statements. But it's really a powerful state of emotions and being in the moment that needs to be captured. And when you recognize that space, when you recognize those emotions, it's in that moment where you can foster even more of those uh, neural pathways of gratitude. Because now you say, oh, that's it. This is it. <laughs> and then you can be more intentional about having those experiences in the present moment. You won't take the present moment for granted. So establishing a brain that is in a constant state of mental appreciation and gratitude depends on how often you are in the present moment because that's when you will experience those overwhelming emotions of appreciation. Profound, profound. And so Shante, I have been kidding you because I've been seeing you working out on social media. And uh, I sent Shante a little video the other day and said, look, I'm in the gym. I got to keep the baby boomers, you know, on top. And, uh, thank you. So, so what role does gratitude play in exercise? I mean, should we be grateful that we can move? Uh, expound on that for listeners. And how have you used gratitude and exercise in your own personal life? Gratitude can be extended to everything, including exercise. And most people have a bad relationship with exercise. <laughs> and part of it is rightly so, okay? <laughs> um, because, you know, exercise takes intention. It's not as easy as just writing a statement on paper or saying thank you, right? Exercise is a whole, a whole different level of human activity and intention because it, it incorporates not only your mental resilience, but your physical resilience. And it's going to challenge you on every level, your brain and your body. Um, but Exercise, uh, gratitude can be extended to exercise because when we're not thinking of, I'm just exercising to lose 
that, because that's essentially why most people do it, right? Mm -hmm. If we get out of that shallow surface, right, that surface layer of thinking, just like with just writing a word or a sentence down for gratitude, when we go deeper, we get to the gratitude. And then we're able to deal with the world a little bit different. And then we're able to deal with exercise more powerfully. So when you are not just exercising to get rid of the fat, <laughs> when you're realizing exercise is linked to me showing up as my most powerful self in life with my clients, with my colleagues, with my you know children, with my friends, with my family, when you get to that level, then you start to look at exercise from a different lens. Because exercise is not just helping you to lose fat, burn fat. It's helping you to access parts of your brain, parts of your body that you wouldn't have normally been able to access. And so, I mean, that's a whole, probably a whole different show. Um, but um, it, your brain is highly connected to your level of physical fitness the way your blood flow uh, flows throughout your body and brain. When you open up those blood vessels in your brain, you're able to access parts of your brain that you wouldn't normally be able to access. That's why some people have epiphanies and insights and bursts of ideas, okay? And so when you are able to send though that enriching blood throughout your brain and body, that means you have more energy, to think things through, to have solutions, uh, to be able to, you know, go a little bit further in your work, to be more focused, to be more productive, to have that, um, you know, that conversation without feeling lethargic, right? Keeping you from, you know, expressing yourself or getting that sale um, or serving that client um, in the most powerful way. Um, but, you know, we have to be real about exercise. It is painful, right? In the moment, it's painful. You're stretching muscles. Um, you're challenging muscles. You're breaking down muscles. You're tearing muscles. Things are tearing and stretching and all of so that. So true. <laughs> but it's also building you up. It's making you more resilient. So sometimes you have to break things down to build things up to be better. And that's part of what exercise is doing. And, you know, it, you know, it is painful, but uh, when you, you are able to build your mental resilience in other ways, remember gratitude, um, establishing those mental pathways of gratitude and having that constant state of mental appreciation, I talked about earlier that it is another way to establish mental resilience. So when you have, when you are doing other things to help you with your mental resilience, when you get to exercise, you will have already, you know, have a foundation of um, a resilient brain. So you won't, um, so you'll be able to manage the exercise experience uh, more powerfully. So those, those ideas, those feelings of wanting to quit <laughs> and never return again, um, or not do that extra rep or anything like that, um, you'll be, you'll have bounce back because you're operating from a different space, a different mindset of the power of exercise. Um, and 
when you under when you attach it to gratitude and say, you know what, some people weren't able to use their legs today. Some people went off to war for my freedoms and they came back, you know, immobilized or, you know, not able to use their, their limbs. You know, and you can be you can extend gratitude to them and you can also say, and for them, if not even for myself, I am gonna show up and do this exercise, right? So it doesn't even have to always be about us. It could be um, showing gratitude for what other people has done to allow us to wake up safely in our beds and use our limbs. See, we always try to make gratitude about us sometimes too, right? But we can extend that to other people as a way of showing up as our powerful selves. You know, let me share my story, you know, because I live in a neighborhood. Uh, you have to be 50 and older to live here. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's just two streets in my neighborhood, Shante, so we all know each other. And mm -hmm. I'm probably the only runner. And I know some of the people who live in the houses. And when I'm running or jogging and I may pass by a person's house who I know is not well, I'm first of all thankful for myself, just like you said, and so grateful. But then I say a little prayer as I'm passing that person's house. And then I may jog down the hill. And then I may know, I know one guy, he has gout or something that happened to him. And he's usually out, he exercises, but he said his doctor told him to be in a wheelchair for two weeks. So I saw him and I said a prayer for him. So you're so right on. I'm extremely grateful. And I believe that helps me to go further because mm -hmm. I am grateful. You know, oh, thank you that I ran, you know, an extra, I don't know, four blocks today, God. And that just gives me more oomph to keep going on. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because people do that all the time, right? With the, the charity runs, Lucky uh, Talk for Thanksgiving and, you know, the, um, raise money uh, for people um, that need help with food. Uh, people run for cancer treatments, you know, all of that. So you're absolutely right that, um, but I don't think people make the link that that's a part of gratitude and appreciation. When you are using your capable body in the place of or for somebody else or a, a groups of other people um, who are not able uh, to, you know, uh, use their physical body um, themselves. So um, that that's a, that's a powerful story. So share with the listeners about, you know, what you have going on. Uh, how can they contact you for coaching? You have all kind of uh, uh, groups going on, uh, neuroscience groups and all of that coaching. You're coaching people all over the globe. So how can they contact you? What kind of specials do you have, et cetera? Yes, yes. So um, with the Optimine Institute, we uh, primarily uh, specialize in training advanced coaches, leaders, parents, trainers, consultants on how to understand the brain and mind so that they can have powerful self-transformations, but also um, help their clients, their employees, um, their workforce, and uh, their their students to use their brain more powerfully um, so that they can transform 
um, at a, you know, at the most, um, you know, the highest potential of themselves as well. The brain is the key to the next level of our human potential and humanity. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have a program, the Optimind program is an eight week certification program uh, where, where we take you on an eight week mental journey of under, understanding the brain at the uh, personal, professional and uh, business uh, uh, realm, as well as in the spiritual realm. Um, so it's a 360 degree uh, program <clears throat> that can elevate you and your clients and help you to access the brain at every in every area of your life. Um, so we're we're uh, always enrolling for that program. And to uh, get into the program, you have to talk to me <laughs> or one of my uh, team team members uh, because we want to make sure that uh, everyone who enrolls in the program, um, our missions are aligned, and you you have to know that the brain is powerful, right? We don't want people to just be interested. You know, we want people to be fascinated by the prospect of accessing more of their brain power to enhance and amplify their personal business and professional worlds and those that they influence. That's like, that's like level one stuff <laughs> that they have right. to, be, to speak with us because we are here to, like you said earlier, transform a hundred million minds, you know, to, to be, to operate at this powerful level. So we need people on board who are aligned with that mission. Okay. And we'll do everything we can to help um, our, our clients, our students get to that potential as well. Uh, you can go to optimineinstitute.com, optimineinstitute.com, or you can just type in my name, shantaytaylor.com, and you will see, you will be able to navigate uh, to see what the program is all about. And also you can set up an appointment with me as well. Well, you, you guys see how smart she is, and uh, I trust her implicitly. She is really about serving and taking people to next level living. She knows her stuff. I believe that she is a preacher without a pulpit. She's she's helping people to really learn how to, you know, to understand our brain, but also I, it's so connected to spirituality, Shantae, and I just highly recommend her. And if you want a different life, if you want different manifestations for 2020, I encourage you to go to her website to, to talk to her, to set up a time to speak with her and invest in yourself. You are worth the investment. And uh, I just appreciate you so much, Shantae, for coming on the show. I appreciate to, you too, Constance, everything you do in the world and just giving um, people, this platform to share their message. Um, you're you're a powerful conduit to humanity. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what God has called me to do: to give people a platform where they can share their expertise to the world. And it's all about coming together uh, and changing humanity, uh, impacting the world. And you're certainly a change maker. So. 
Thank you so much. I love and appreciate you. So everybody, um, I want you to listen to this over and over again. Let it get down in your spirit and your soul. Uh, Gratitude is a powerful vibration in which you should choose to live. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded and supported by a loving, giving spirit. Uh, I love you. The spirit loves you. And just say with me, something good is going to happen to me this week and through me. So make it a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.